Hey guys, thanks so much for choosing this episode. The Global Communications Agency, Wonderman Thompson, put out their annual trend report about what brands, consumers, and leaders should be considering in this season. And in it, they highlight an exciting philosophy called Joy Economy, which is a behavioral concept looking at the power of joy and beauty, and a trend I believe you should consider applying to your personal and professional life. And so, I speak to one of their senior strategists, Amy Harper, about it. Enjoy. Amy, welcome. Thank you so much, Timothy, and thank you for having me here today. It's such a pleasure. Anyone who believes in the balance between a little bit of magic and (laughs) research and analytical thinking is going to be part of my tribe. We have a feature called Inside the Mind, and it's seven fun questions, and you can only answer one. It's one of the answers throughout the seven questions. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Running or yoga? Yoga. Coffee or tea? Tea. London, New York, or Tokyo? New York. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Hair up or hair down? Hair down all the time. (laughs) Even though your hair is up now. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. People watching or animal watching? Animal watching. All right. This is a hard one. Brace yourself. Are you ready? Yes. Purpose or passion? Passion. Mm. Mm. I got to ask you why, though. Purpose can change as you grow and as you evolve. But I think you need to keep that passion and that fire within you alive, no matter what your purpose is. Awesome. Thank you very much for allowing us to go inside your mind. I know I can feel a little bit vulnerable on those personal questions, but I really appreciate it. What does magic mean to you before we go into this conversation? Magic, like you said, it's it's gut feel. Um, that magic only comes when you've taken all of that research um, and you, you start applying some passion towards it um, in order to help your clients reach the, the objectives. Yeah, lovely. I hope everyone listening, I don't care where you are in the world, will recognize that between the lines, the Japanese have this concept called ma, and they believe that in between what's said is the magic and the beauty of what moves souls in the world. It's not necessarily what's said. It's not necessarily what you see. It's in the pursuit, in the middle, in the middle of what's going on, not what's going on. And I hope that you guys take away that from this conversation. Well, I can't wait to hear from your beautiful mind and Before we go into the joy economy, what this conversation is about, where we look at the role of joy and beauty in our lives and why that's so important. So let's draw, let's really dig into this interview. You know, thinking about beauty and joy, you guys have put out a report called the joy economy. And I want to know a little bit about, you know, the value of joy in an environment where things are so uncertain, people are scared. Consumer confidence is low. You know, people are just literally out here freaked out about what's going to happen tomorrow. 
Is it going to be a nuclear explosion? It's going to destroy my life. I don't know what's going on. You know, what does joy mean to someone in this environment? What does joy mean to you? Joy to me means um, sitting back and just smiling because my, my heart is happy. Um, and I know that we've faced a lot of many different challenges over the past couple of years. And I think that people are just tired um, of feeling bleak and feeling down. Um, so it's not to say that things are just going to magically change, but it's, it's to say that despite all of these challenges that I'm facing, I'm still going to choose these little moments of joy so that I'm going to be okay. Wow. It's like a choice. It's like a decision to look in the mirror and go, I have an option. It reminds me of the great writer. He wrote Man's Search for Meaning, Victor Frankl. He was being tortured in the Holocaust. And in the middle of being tortured, he decided to choose to focus on his wife's beauty. And he said, because I was able to focus on my wife's beauty, it reduced the pain of being tortured. And that always made me think about the fact that just how powerful the brain is, that we have choices no matter what we're experiencing. And I, and I hope especially people who are listening to this don't get caught up so much in the report, but the value of the report in choice. So, I mean, you are at Wonderman and Thompson and, you know, when I got your report and I received it from your team, the quote that stood out in my mind said, an unrestrained, impactful, and powerful burst of energy is being injected into the year ahead. Why does this unrestrained injection of joy matter to brands and leaders? Brands and leaders are something that we as consumers come across every single day. So if your consumer and your target market is looking for joy, brands and leaders need to start giving that to, to consumers. You know, your report highlighted a few concepts that we won't dig into now. People can go and search themselves called elevated expressionism and the need to like creatively express and feel good feeds and offering concepts on the feeds that make people smile, right? And ageless play. Einstein said the highest form of research is play and having a good time and really enjoying the creative process. But we're going to hone in on beauty. So let's talk about why brands and leaders should care about beauty. In the past, beauty has been very much of an individualistic space where it's, I'm going to wear my lipstick so that I can look good, or I'm going to do my hair so that I can look good. But with the joy economy trend um, booming this year, beauty is going to be more of an outward expression. So it's it's more, um, I'm going to wear this lipstick so that I feel good about myself and I feel confident and I can start sharing that confidence with others. I mean, let's talk about how beauty can impact the world and conscious choices around the beauty industry can influence the world. We know that beauty is a multi-billion industry. How can beauty make a difference? Beauty definitely 
can make a difference, much like brands and leaders as something that we see every day. Beauty and beauty products is something that we see and physically use every day. For example, beauty can make a small difference to to your morning routine. For that that morning ritual, I'm going to apply my face cream, I'm going to listen to good music, and I'm going to be in a good mood for the, the rest of the day. As opposed to on the other end of the scale, we now beauty has become more inclusive. We're seeing more people of color. We're seeing more people who look like us. You know what I'm grateful for is there's a lot of research out on the concept of nature bathing and how nature energizes our immune system, how nature radically alters the effect of our cancer-fighting T-cells, for example. Like if you spend three straight days observing beauty and nature, you're cancer-fighting, your warrior T-cells, the cells that fight disease grow by up to 50%. Like if somebody knows someone in a hospital, bringing flowers, ensuring that there's beauty surrounds them, helps them heal faster. That's science. I mean, beauty promotes, there's an intersection between our immune system and beauty that supercharges our ability to navigate the world. When I wrote my uh, fifth book, I was working with a young woman who had gone through a lot of trauma. And to offset that trauma, we went into the bush for about a week and wrote a chunk of that book next to a waterfall that was extremely beautiful. And I remember one day she couldn't believe that we churned out about 12,000 words. She was like, and I was like, it's the beauty. It's not me. It's not necessarily you. It's, it's the unfolding of beauty. Let me, let me ask another personal question on your side. How do you experience beauty? What are some of the things you do in your life? Oh, I'm a nature lover. I I need to get out there. I need to feel the dust in my nose and see Mm. the flowers and and get sunburned. I want to make sure that as we wrap up this conversation, that people know you should design it into your life, that you should have prompts and messages to go. In my schedule at this time of the day, I need to go experience nature. I think that, I would say that I've observed in my work that with the onslaught of negativity that people are feeling in social media and the newspapers and magazines, that it's critical that you make beauty a priority. And that if you take nothing away from else, if you take nothing else away from this episode, just understand that beauty is not like a superficial thing. It's been positioned as a surface thing. But on a very deep level, it is healing. And so I appreciate the work you guys are doing at Wonderman and Thompson. I appreciate you making the time to come on. Do you have any final comments? Anything else you want to share from your reports about beauty that we need to know? One more comment that I'd just like to reiterate. In the beginning of our conversation, we spoke about joy and happiness being a choice. And I think that that's where that strong link is to beauty, where happiness is a choice and so is beauty. So instead of you writing a book at a desk, which might be a bit boring, you chose to go to a waterfall and you chose to experience beauty. So I think that it's it's important for us, like you said, to choose those moments um, to experience beauty. Amy Harper. Thank you for joining us on the Brain and Brand Show. Thank you.